0: This is the Giesern Roastcast. My name is Filip Ockerblom and I'm your host. Let's go down the rabbit hole of knowledge, experimenting and how to build a business over a cup of coffee. Today's subject is how to roast single origin coffees. And what's better not to call a champion to see how to do this? So today's guest is Alexandru Nikolai. Welcome.
1: Hey, thank you so much. Alex here. How are you?
0: How you do I'm fine. I'm fine.
1: Me too. Uh, Finally.
0: Uh what are you doing?
1: <laughs> uh I'm very good now. Yeah. I'm at the shop. Yeah, Chatting with a very uh, great guy. <laughs> so thank it's, it's going to be it's going to
0: be fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for the people who don't know you, could you just like do a short intro to tell who Alexander is and how you get started in roasting?
1: Basically, I'm the world coffee roasting champion in uh, 2016.
0: <laughs> for all <old> time.
1: <laughs> yeah, a long time ago, you know, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Crazy long time, but it's very, it's still nice, like, you know, because I'm still a champion in the end, like, you know.
0: Once Nobody a champion, can deny always that. a champion.
1: Exactly. So that's nice. Basically, I started in roasting like after my first uh, Brewers Cup competition. I was, um, I had coffee from uh, different places, you know, and I I won the national champion, championship. And then I went in uh, 2014 in Rimini. You know, I did like so and so. It was my first competition. I was okay with it. But definitely, you know, in order to like get better in brewers or in any competition or in coffee in general, you need to like, you know, roast your own coffee and then like immediately you can uh, modify something to the profile and test and like, you know, mm. create basically a roast profile that works really well with your recipes. And, you know, this is, this is what I was thinking back then, you know.
0: So you started as a barista and then you started with roasting after.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Because I used to have a restaurant, me and my uh, girlfriend, Katy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we had no clue about coffee or anything like this, you know, so it was funny. We when, ended when, up like, uh, when was this, uh, in 2012 at the end of the year or something like this, November, October, something like this, Yeah, we had opened the, the restaurant and we didn't know much about, you know, coffee in general, because I was not even drinking coffee. And her sister one day came, yeah, exactly, you know, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. because I mean, back, back then everybody was like, you know, only doing dark roast and like, okay, know, yeah. like
0: that. Better to skip it.
1: And it was like, yeah, too too bitter for me. And I was like, yeah, why? To, I'm not going to drink this. I don't drink beer either, you know, because I find it like really bitter as well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. Only the like crazy sour <laughs> beers, you know, that you don't feel that you're drinking a beer. Oh, okay. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one day her her sister came and she was like working as a bartender on the cruise ships in the uh, in U.S. Yeah. And she asked for a cappuccino, you know, like, normal cappuccino, not something, you know. And we did the foamy thing that you we called cappuccino. And then she was like, no, this is not the cappuccino. Let me show you how it's done. And then she made like, you know, she steamed the milk and everything. And it was like, obviously, super shiny and everything. And we were like, what? What? <laughs> yes. What is this? You know? Yeah, and then basically everything started, you know?
0: Amazing. And uh, you still remember the first time?
1: Yeah, of course. It's like, you know, because I was not drinking coffee. And then I like Googled and like where to find like classes, you know, stuff like that to learn.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, lo- I was lucky to find the SEA chapter of Romania. I had no clue what the SEA meant back then. Yeah. But it's like, sounded interesting, you know? Let's go there. <laughs> And the guys were preparing for competitions and they had like light roast and stuff like that. And when I tried the coffee, like what the hell is this? <laughs> no, it's not coffee, it's something else, Yeah, you know? And this is how I started like basically in like yeah. in the barista basically. And then like in 2015, when I wanted to compete again for brewers, I also did the roasting competition. I lost the brewers competition. Uh-huh. I had some technical issues and the coffee was not that great also. Yeah. And, uh, I started the roasting competition and said, yeah, why not? Let's go. And I won that competition. The first one I was already roasting, you know, yeah. so it was quite easy. The level in Romania back then. But
0: how, how, and, did you, uh, how, how did you start roasting? You just bought a roaster or?
1: Uh, no, no, I was, I was, uh, doing, uh, some, let's say not consultancy. Cause you cannot say consultancy after like not even a year or something like well, well, I was helping like some guys for free, yeah. you know, they, they, they bought a roaster and he said, oh, we're going to roast, we're going to do this, that, that, and so on. And so I was like, yeah, okay, I mean, you know, even if I was like doing it for free, I was like, okay, why not? It's going to be fun, you know? Yeah. And uh, I brought like all the crazy sixties gimmicks. like I think every, everything I had there, like every brewing devices and stuff at that shop. Like all of them, you know, so you can come and choose whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Crazy, not easy to manage, but funky in the end. And then, uh, yeah, I started like roasting as well there. But then I uh, moved to a bigger company that was actually they were just starting, you know, and they wanted the uh, you know volumes and so on, like different coffees, mm-hmm. not necessarily all of them, like uh, top grade uh, specialty. But also like lower grades, you know, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily darker roast, but you know, medium, let's say.
0: Yeah.
1: And then it was easy when I did the competition, you know, because I had experience with multiple coffees, let's say, you know. Mm. Like lower grades, like higher grade coffees, washed, natural, honeys. I don't think back then in 2015 we had so many anaerobics or something like this.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting when you say like that you're roasting natural, like you talking fermentations and like, when I started to roast, it was like, we're talking about countries.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. At least like, you know, but I started like roasting like 2014, 15, yeah. something like that, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. So works. then we already had like, because we already was were like in competitions and stuff like that. So we had to explain them about the processing and everything. So we were like, at least doing, you know, I mean, for my level back then I was like, you Know doing washed, doing naturals, and stuff like that, you know, but not necessarily that they're the greatest, but you know, different coffees in the end, yeah, they react differently, and so on. <laughs> this is why, uh, it's so yeah. interesting in coffee, and you never get bored, you know, because they're not the same coffees anyway.
0: Oh, no, there's always, the,
1: yeah,
0: I was, co- yeah, I was had a really nice cupping yesterday with a uh, like all the new Central Americans co- that's coming in. It, it, It's really admiring um, what they're doing with the fermentations.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Nowadays it's all about fermentation and it's, it's very funny. You know, I've been like in a farm in Panama to the Hartmans, the really good friend of mine. Yeah. And um, they were like, one brother is like all about fermentation, which is Ratibor Hartman and Alan Hartman is all about like, you know, the Roar and everything, you know. So they're like, even though they're like the same farm, same family with the different mindsets that gives them like totally different results in, in the coffee in the end. Yeah. Which is really, really nice to see this and for people as well to understand that, you know, it's not the same coffee in the end.
0: Yeah. What, um, what do you think uh, people that start to roast coffee should focus on when they're like buying coffee? Is it like where it's from or like what the fermentation, like how should they approach uh, selecting beans?
1: I think nowadays it's there's also a lot of trends. Like especially in Europe and Middle East, Asia as well. Yeah. I I I don't know US now, but probably US as well. It's been a long time since I've been there, like yeah. two thousand nineteen. Uh but um I believe that when you're like starting a roasting or like starting your own business or like you know, you need to like first of all understand like who you want to sell the coffee to. In the end, this is what's really important so that you can choose the coffee that you want, you know? Yeah. Because if you want to do like, you know, darker roast or medium or something and you're like trying to hide, you know, some characters from the coffee, then I believe that you you chose the wrong coffees from start. Mm.
0: So like you say, like first select uh, what kind of quality you want to work with.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, okay, I want to do like, you know, let's say Average specialty coffees, like nothing crazy, funky, you know, yeah. just to start with. And then you're trying to like, you know, cause nowadays it's so easy to speak with farmers or with traders. We have Instagram, we have like Facebook yeah. and all the social media platforms. And it's so easy to connect and just like, you know, ask the question, like, okay, I want to start this, which coffee do you recommend? And like, can you give me some samples? Maybe you can try them, you know,
0: yeah,
1: at the beginning. If you're planning on opening a like, I don't know, really funky roaster with only funky coffees, like super fermented coffees like anaerobic, mm-hmm. anaerobic watch and so on, yeah, then it's more difficult, let's say, you know. Yeah. Because finding coffees is not very easy to find all the time great anaerobics. And especially the roasting is a bit more difficult on them as well. Yeah. Like not necessarily difficult, but if you go beyond the point, they will get oily fast.
0: Yeah. Uh, so like uh, if i uh, i'm going to select some coffees which one like if i want to start to try like say three or four different origins how how should i approach
1: Definitely i would like you know start with something safe like either creating a blend yeah or just having a normal like for example in my shop we have like always two grinders so we have like different on one grinder, we always have a different Brazilian coffee, which is a natural, you know, really balanced, chocolatey, yeah. uh, kind of fruity as well, like not really low quality or something, but like, you know, something safe Yeah. that customers that are not yet into specialty, that they're coming like, let's say from a dark roast or something like this, it's a bit safer and more comfortable for them to drink. Yeah because most of the problem is like with the acidity you know most of the people think that it's like bad or simply it's they cannot drink it because it's too weird for them or whatever so definitely either a blend which is a bit more difficult to do like all the time blends are like you know not super consistent because it's you do a blend let's say 50 50 but you never know if you have 50 50 percent like in the cup yeah when you serve it that's the only thing you know uh, either, you know, a single origin that can give you, like, more balanced notes, like, less acidity and more chocolatey notes. And then you can have, like, different grinders. Like, I know shops that have, like, I don't know, three, four, five grinders, you know? Yeah. That they do, like, I don't know, Ethiopian. Ethiopian as well, like, here in in Romania is, like, really, really a favorite to... Every, every shop likes it, you know? Like, every customer, sorry. Yeah. Because it's super fruity, super, like, you know black tea if it's if it's washed if it's natural it's super fruity maybe funky you know and everybody likes it regarding the acidity and everything you know yeah so it's quite interesting to to see that
0: yeah so like you you're saying like selecting is more like to to start selecting it's to have try to have a diverse selection of coffees in the yeah
1: yeah, yeah yeah like you know I think, like, if you're starting your own uh, roasting company or, like, even if you're employed to a company and that is new, like, you should have at least, like, I don't know, four or five different coffees, you know? Mm. Just to have, like, you know, because if if you only have, like, you know, two coffees, people get bored. And then you can change them or if you only sell them online, you know, or Mm. if you don't have a shop, it's easier for them to choose, like, from different coffees depending on uh, which character they like. If they like more fruitiness, more acidity, and so on.
0: Yeah. yeah. How how important is it to read about the origin before you start to roast them?
1: Uh, Yeah, it is. It is important, but nowadays, like, you know, everything is getting, like, uh, very different. Like, I have, like, for me, Kenyans are not so acidic. People would say that the Kenyans are really acidic. Mm. But I find them not very acidic, and I found them, like, quite easy to roast, let's say.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But... But you're depending shy. you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so nowadays like uh, it's easy to get like so many coffees and it's not necessarily a wash it's high acidity yeah like i have really fully washed like coffees and they were like really balanced in sweetness and acidity and uh, it's you don't need necessarily to learn like i mean to read about the coffee itself like there's also like some old information you know mm-hmm. regarding all this okay. uh so yeah
0: so it's more like more like getting to know the bean itself than is than the history of it or yeah
1: i'd like in general like you know what ask for a sample I, if you don't have a sample roaster or you're quite new yeah you can get like roasted samples as well you know just to have an idea of the coffee and which one you like more and which one you mm-hmm. think it would be better for your customers. Like if would be like selling for probably like main goal from a, for a roaster is to sell coffee, like retail and then like business to business as well, you know, Mm -hmm. and by knowing the market also like getting a better view of the coffee that they, that they need, you know? So rather than reading something about the coffees, I was like, okay, let's ask for three different Kenyans, maybe a natural Ethiopian and a washed Ethiopian and some uh, Costa Ricans or like Guatemalans and so on. And maybe a really chocolatey Brazilian just to be safe or, yeah. you know,
0: uh, when, what kind of analyze, what kind of analyze do you do when you get samples?
1: To be honest, I usually do cuppings, you know, yeah. I, uh, if, if let's say the sample is roasted too dark, you know, just, it's okay. Just to assess if this coffee has potential, you know, is it nice? Like flavor wise, I'm not going to judge anything like the green coffee itself or anything like this, but just to make an to make yourself an idea how the coffee is, you know, if it has nice flavors, nice aromas, you know, sometimes can be a bit roasty when you get like sample roasting, like uh, samples that are a bit too roasted, but it's okay. You know, you don't, you don't take in consideration the smokiness or something like this. If it's the case, you just see how the, how the coffee is, you know, If it has potential or not. Mm. If it has potential, it's nice, very nice.
0: Do you measure? Do you measure like density or moisture or something?
1: Uh, I usually do measure, but not necessarily for green coffee assessment. But to help me, like start a new profile. You know, if I start a new profile, I always measure this for all the coffees. Yeah. And then whenever I get a new coffee let's say, I don't know, it has like 10% humidity and like, I don't know, density, 800 grams yeah. per liters, you know? And then it's, uh, okay. I remember that I had the the Ethiopian had almost the same humidity and density, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like I start with the same heat applications that I started that one, you know, just we have a starting point, you know, like, same like when you would be brewing an espresso on the EK, let's say, yeah. you know, I'd start like, okay, it's an Ethiopian, previous Ethiopian was the same, more or less, let's say, not the same, but same processing at least, or same humidity and density. And then you'd like, you know, you'd start with the same grind setting and see from there how you adjust. Yeah, yeah. If it's too fast, if it's too slow and so on, you know? So this is what I usually do, like, when I measure, like it's only like when to know exactly the heat applications that I usually start with. Yeah. So I don't waste too much coffee. That's my goal, you know, because it's a pity to, to waste the coffee because the farmers work like really hard for, for everything. And then it's so easy to waste the coffee.
0: Yeah. But, uh, how should I, when I start making a recipe for region coffee, how should I think, how should I approach? my thinking of uh, entering the heat. Like, so if I got like uh, a really hard bean from uh, uh, Kenya, or if I got a like really soft bean from a natural coffee in Ethiopia, how should I approach uh, the coffees?
1: Basically, this is a good question, but I also do like um, for some coffees, like I do soaking and I do, no soaking. So basically like full power from start or like some soaking, but not like soaking one minute and a half or like, you know, yeah. Cause then it's like maybe a bit too much, but I always like, you know, on e or on sample roasters, I do two profiles, you know, okay. in my trainings, I do the same.
0: So you always do like smaller recipes for smaller batches. Yeah, like-
1: Just to see, you know, if, if you have, obviously if you have the chance, yeah, I have the, also the six kilos. So it's, It's not a very big roaster, like the W6 from Giesen.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, sample roasting is nice to have a sample roasting machine, you know, because you can play a bit, like even the same coffee, you can do soaking and no soaking, you know, and you'll see how different the coffee is. You keep the same heat application, but just like a soak or a no soak at the beginning. So you can do the same with like, you know, harder beans or like a bit softer beans. You can do a bit, if they're really soft, I can do a soak. Yeah. If they're really dense and really high in humidity, then you can push a bit more uh, or like less soaking or no soaking. Okay. This so is what like I would uh, in generally do. Yeah.
0: So try to like see how the beans reacting with a smaller batch. Yeah.
1: Before you do like full production, you know, at least to understand how the coffee itself reacts so you don't waste too much coffee. In case you have a sample roaster, then yeah, it's super amazing because you can play around more with different profiles and different heat applications, you know, yeah, and see after first crack as well, knowing the coffee, knowing the coffee is like very important because you know, if it crashes or if it tends to flick, like flicking, you know, is the increasement of temperature at the end or like crashing is like when it reaches first crack, you like all of a sudden... It goes, like, the ROR, it goes, like, really, really low. Yeah. And then it's really difficult to continue the roast without, like, creating any defects, like smokiness and other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really nice to have a sample roaster in general. But
0: um, what kind of information do I need to collect for the coffee beans? Like, is it only, like, trial and error, or or is there something I can do theoretical to, to... to learn when roasting single origin?
1: I think that nowadays there are too many processing methods that are not necessarily single origin. And it's uh, really complicated. But you can understand like in generally a washed coffee would have the tendency to crash. So you need to be aware of how much heat you apply in the first crack or before. Like, I mean, the total, uh, the, the, total heat application before first crack, you know, from start to end, how you apply the gas, soap, no soap, and so on. Yeah. Like how do you slow down the gas basically? Or if you have like other options like airflow or drum speed, that's also really good in our case, cause we use geese and we have everything. Yeah. So it's very cool. And um, then you know that anaerobics and naturals are quite similar together because they have the tendency to increase the ROR in the first crack. It means that the temperature wants to accelerate when the first crack reaches. And uh, it's a bit... Some people find the naturals harder to roast. For me, I think they're a bit easier than a washed. Or honey. Honey the uh, to be honest, are the same like washed. They tend to crash. Yeah. In uh, in the first crack, you know, like some honeys are more difficult to roast than like actually washed
0: because of their like so because they're soft or
1: yeah, I don't know exactly because the whole processing methods and uh, the way that the chemical reactions are occurring in the in the roasting that is that makes it like really weird to control, you know. I had like some really difficult times roasting some. Remember, I had this Costa Rican honey that was like crazy difficult. First of all, it never like wanted to do the same. Like regarding your between batch, uh, the protocol between I mean between batch protocol and uh, the heat application, you can have them. You can have them the same, but then the coffee reacted the way it wanted and not the way you wanted. It can happen.
0: Yeah.
1: So it was very difficult for me as well to control it, but you know, it's challenging It it makes you like want to like, you know, make it better and better. And, uh, you know, you never get bored. Yeah. Which is good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like you say, like different coffees have a different kind of acidity. If you want to like yes. enhance the acidity in the coffee you got, is there any way of thinking?
1: Yeah, you just need to slow down the gas more. So you need to have more gas changes. Like, you know, start high with the gas and then the more you lower the gas, the more the acidity in the end we will have rather than keeping the gas, you know, more. Like, for example, I did in the World Coffee Championships, I didn't change anything except for the airflow. So the gas it was the same from start to end Okay. for the single origin. So this one gives you a bit, I mean, it's not, you cannot do this for all the coffee. It's quite difficult. Would be nice, you know, to have like a single profile for every single coffee, mm. or for every single washed or every single natural. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not quite possible. But you so, can get a bit more sweetness.
0: Yeah. So then, like you're, like you're saying, there's a, like every coffee bean is unique. You need to find like one recipe for each coffee.
1: Yeah, yeah. But in like in general, you know, if you start slowing down, especially before first crack. The more changes you have there, so the more, if you end up like with gas, like really low, you will have more acidity than you would have like with, let's say you finish the, I don't know, let's say you finish a Kenyan with 20%. Yeah. And the other one you finish with zero. So the one with zero gas would have like definitely more acidity than the other one because you're slowing down the intensities of the chemical reaction. So basically this is what you're creating, you know, if you're like higher gas, it means we are like a bit more fast on the chemical reactions. Yeah. So obviously in first crack, you also degrade the acids, you know, that the, that we perceive as acidity. And then in the end you have different levels of acidity, but this is just, you know, like at least you have an idea about this. Yeah. So, so if you keep everything the same, but you only slow down different, so the developing time and everything should be more or less the same, you know. Okay. In order to have like differences, because otherwise, if like one is like one minute longer than the other one, it's not quite. Obviously, it will not be the same, and then the intensities of the acidity will be different. Hope it makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, of course, it's. There's a lot of information to take in. Uh,
1: yeah, and and this is just like as a you know as a reference let's say you know because all of all of the coffees nowadays react a bit differently so yeah but at least we have an understanding you know
0: what what kind of information do you think roasters should gather when they're buying coffee you know like if you are if you get some samples and there's like on the bag is only say like costa Rican strictly high ground what kind of information do i like want to collect to get some more understanding of the coffee
1: Yeah, I mean, if you get samples and you get only Costa Rica, like, you know, there's so many Costa Ricans, like farms (laughs) and everything, you know, it's like, you're getting like, you know, coffee, it's the same thing. Yeah, you have a sample of
0: coffee. (laughs) (laughs) So like, uh, ask a bit more about how the fermentation or...
1: Yeah, like at least, uh, you know, the processing, maybe humidity and Mm -hmm. density. In which region of Costa Rica was it like, you know, harvested, maybe the farm... Because this is this is also like important for uh, you know telling the story for the customers in the end. Because mm. if you only buy like a Costa Rican and it's like okay, does it have a farmer? Yeah, but I don't know. You know, I don't know the farmer.
0: Yeah.
1: Like yeah, yeah. but the farm or something? I don't know. It makes you like you know
0: what altitude it or
1: yeah or variety or you know everything. Mm. Like you can ask the variety at least. Yeah. Just to have an understanding, okay, this flavor, okay, can be let's say in that type of variety, but then again, it's like processing, to changes again everything. So it's it's weird nowadays with all this processing, you know. Yeah. We're like as in understanding a variety. Yeah, no, but so I think it changes I, I, like too much. Yeah,
0: I, I really like the way you're talking about approaching. You know, like you're like sample roasting and get a feeling of a small batch of how to approach the coffee because it's making more sense to create your own uh, opinion of what you want to do with the coffee.
1: Yeah. And and in the end, you know, it's your own recipe. I mean, this is why you want to start roasting to create your own style, your own, you know, you want to leave your own mark on the, on the coffee, you know, when customers come, you know, if you want to do it darker, if you want to do it really light, you it's in the end up to you how you want to serve it. But you want to understand the coffee itself. So you don't,
0: waste too much coffee yeah is there that's any... why
1: logging software is yeah sorry.
0: yeah yeah no, no i was going into that uh, logging software but like what kind of tools do you need to um, like you were talking about sample roasters is there any other tools that can help you be better in uh, roasting singular regions like you said you will start talking about logging
1: yeah i think that's the most important tool and it should be like mandatory like you know yeah. for every kind of machine you know because uh, that's basically your eyes inside the inside the roaster you know i usually don't smell the coffee you know when let's say i'm roasting a batch
0: yeah
1: i don't take out the dryer like only i take it a bit out just to see the color and that's it yeah you know because if you smell it it's okay i mean you know it mostly kind of like all the coffees will have like similar smell you know throughout the roasting process but the way you apply the heat, like even soak and no soak, you know, it smells the same. But <laughs> the taste is like totally different, like in the end when you cup it, you know? Yeah. So for me, it doesn't make sense to like smell the dryer, you know. Plus you like heat, uh, you release some of the heat outside and you're getting like a cooler, maybe or a different noise in uh, in your ROR. So the most important for me is like definitely like having a, a logging software. Okay. whichever logging software i mean i use cropster but because it's really easy to use with Gizon as well you yeah. just hit the replay and that's it it replicates like drum speed airflow and everything but you can use any logging software yeah, even okay. uh, the Gizon profiler just to have an understanding of what happens inside the the drum you know and how each change that you make affects the coffee.
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, is there any other tools that's necessary to have around you?
1: Yeah, definitely a color meter helps a lot. Yeah. And a, a density meter as well, like density and humi- uh, humidity meter. Yeah. I mean, but depends on your budget, you know, usually think of it, you know, when you open a roaster, you're basically opening a lab, so you kind of need like Color meter for me is really important because in the end it's like color will affect as well very much the end flavor or the taste profile of the coffee. Because if it's 85 Actron or 89 or 95, it changes completely, you know? Yeah. So that's why this is also a very good QC for your customers as well. You know, if there's something, an issue, you measure the cost of the color and you see if something went wrong, I usually measure the color from most of my batches, just mm-hmm. to feel, especially the ones that, I don't know, sometimes it can happen that the profile went a bit, not the same, you know, and then uh, I measure the color, I do everything. And I most most likely you can have the same color, but the taste could be different. It can happen. Yeah. So owning a color meter doesn't like, okay, I'm buying the color meter. I'm now safe. I know how to roast, you know, it's just a tool in the end. Yeah. Yeah. That that you can like you know,
0: do you measure also like mass loss and volume
1: uh volume to be honest no just the weight loss yeah. like volume deeper, uh, depends very much as well on how you apply the heat so you can have like two coffees like a kenyan like let's say a kenyan coffee then you can have like mm. really massive beans after roast and then another one that has like smaller even though it's the same coffee itself so the way you apply the heat creates more pressure inside and can, can expand the coffee more so this is something, you know, I don't necessarily take in consideration the volume loss, but the volume increase, okay. size, not the loss. It's very important. Yeah,
0: but mostly I was, I would say like, if you have an uh, American pound bag or like European half kilo bag, then you can adjust the volume to make it fit in the pound.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As if it's like, you know, depends. Like, you know, I had some bags that were like, the, yeah. the producers were saying like 250 grams, But you'd barely like fit 200 (laughs) inside. So I had to like switch to their 500 grams, you know, bags. They were like too small. But I don't know. I think they were like too small. Really small. But you know, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe for pea berries or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Can work.
0: Nice. Nice, nice, nice. That was really interesting talking. Is there any like last five or three tips for the people listening on the single region that you want to give them before we end the conversation?
1: Uh, definitely you have to have a logging software. So that's like mandatory first tip, like the most important tip, whatever is to have, yeah. you know, cause you have to see exactly and you have to analyze the, and it's okay. Let's say you're not, a, you're very new in roasting. Uh, but if you have like, you know, a software. People can help you, you know, like you can send the profile to someone, you know, and they can help you out like, okay, that's too much or like the phase, the drying phase is too short or it's too long or whatever. The developing time is too long. That's why you don't get the uh, best results or the heat application that you apply that are wrong. But like, Mm -hmm. but just telling them, okay, my end temperature is 200 doesn't quite help, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, it's just like we have to speak the same language when you're like you know talking about rose Yeah. then obviously like the most important is like choosing your right coffees don't try to hide you know the character of the coffee I mean don't try to like kill all the acidity just because the coffee that you chose has too much acidity inside you know or like too whiny or you know maybe try a different coffee yeah. that fits yep. better to your, um, to your customers rather than you know trying to kill the coffee the last one, I mean, would be like a very, very, very not necessarily the last one, because I think there are like so many, but it's like yeah. don't always just cup the coffee. You know, because when, let's say I'm coming to your shop and I'm buying the 250 grams of Ethiopian coffee. I'm not yeah. going to cup it back home. So I'm going to brew it. Either espresso, either filter, either, I don't know, brick or whatever. But the
0: To test, to see the final product.
1: Yeah, because I want to drink it. I want to enjoy it home. Let's say I'm buying for home, not to assess your roast or anything like this. I'm just buying and I want to enjoy my coffee back home. And in the end, you need to like understand the coffee, how you want to enjoy it. Exactly. You know, because in coffee, cupping might be like so good, you know, but then you start brewing it and the results are way different than you were expecting. Same with the, with the flavor notes, you know. In cupping, is the grind size that affects, you know, you do, we don't do any mistakes. It's way easier, you know. But in the espresso, then you have different notes. Only like really, I don't know, crazy funky coffees that have the same coffee as well, same taste in espresso as well. Like very, 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 exactly the same like in cupping. But usually they change, you know. So I don't know, I'm buying a coffee and I'm expecting pineapple and, Rose jam, you know, and then you end up like totally different flavor profiles when you extract it or that's really, yeah, it's it's, really
0: good advice you're giving.
1: It's really good, you know, because I do cuppings, but cuppings, you know, I do just like to see defects if it's dry or if it's like, you know, but then in the end I need to like, you know, I give it to my baristas to try it, you know, espresso, let's try milk, let's try that, let's try double shots, single shots. Uh, let's try filters. Like, let's do Aeropress. Let's do V sixties. You know, just to see how the mm. how the coffee is in the end going. Because you're not. You, I mean, I'm I'm never gonna cup coffee back home or anything like this. Even if no. somebody like you know gives me a coffee, I'm gonna. I want. I want to drink. I don't want to like cup it. <laughs> you know.
0: Totally, totally agree, Alexander.
1: Yeah. So
0: totally, that was. Yeah, that was really interesting to to have your opinion about single origin coffees because I think a lot of people make it too too hard for them uh, when they approach like oh, there must be a, like one way to do it, you know, instead of like you say try and test what's the best way that you like.
1: Exactly, it's not it's not just one way, but especially there's not yeah. one coffee now nowadays. nowadays. Everything is like so different, farm <laughs> to farm even though they're yeah. like next to each other the farms like I said in the yeah. beginning like two brothers from the same farm are processing totally different so imagine that they will roast differently and so on
0: yeah okay thank you so much for being part of this uh, episode
1: thank you so much for uh, having me as well hope that people can uh, you know learn something yeah and uh, and enjoy the. are you going to Are you going to Milano? Yes, yes, I will be there. Maybe we can see each other. Nice. After so Yeah. Many times, like you know. (laughs) That would be so nice. Yeah, yeah. It would be. Take care, my friend. Take care as well. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye.
0: You too. Bye.